Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you. Another amazing guest and conversation. And today's topic is, I know, very near and dear to your heart, scaling and innovation. As business owners, as entrepreneurs and CEOs, it's the name of the game, right? We're always looking to grow, to scale, to innovate, and we're always evolving in our journey personally and professionally. So I'm so excited to have another amazing expert today, another community leader, actually. So that's how I connected with her. She's doing some amazing summits that she puts together. Um, and I can't wait for her to share some insight um, around this area and expertise and also the amazing work that she does on the day-to-day. -day. Welcome, Allison. Let me try the last name. I know I practiced before the show. Allison Kitschonski. You're <laughs> close. I... You're close. <laughs> All right. I give you an A for effort. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That makes me feel better. So last names, you know, I, I don't know if it's my native Albanian accent that really I have some trouble with, with um, names, but uh, either way, Allison, what is your uh, last name for the audience so we can hear it correctly pronounced? Katzkowski, Allison Katzkowski. Most people just call me Allison K. That's fine too. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. And I know you're in beautiful Florida. I'm in New uh -huh. York. How is how is the weather there? It looks like kind of cloudy from your. Uh... No, I just there's a frosted. The glass is like frosted over because I'm actually sitting in a beautiful open space and looking at a private pool right here in front of me. It's sunny and 78 degrees today. That's where you should have brought your camera so we can kind of enjoy the pool with you. But yeah, okay. it's, it's it's amazing to be able to connect globally for sure. And I really value your time as well and your expertise. So Allison, I usually start off my guests with asking them to share a few of the most meaningful moments that lay you in your journey to this work that you're doing today in the world. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, I, I start, I've been in the health and fitness space for close to 30 years and I built my business doing 100% in person for years and was very successful doing it. And I was going to online about three or four years before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic happened, everything that I had created went out the window and talk about innovating and having to start over. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. um, but now what that process taught me is, is that, you know, in order for us to continue to build a business that's sustainable, and doable for the future, which I think everybody listening to this, that's what we want, right? That's why we get into business. Um, what that whole process taught me was is that I am exactly the product of what I teach, right? And so one of the things that I teach my entrepreneurs and business owners how to do is to create multiple ways that people can access them so that you literally future-proof your business. And I think there's a way to do that and scale at the same time. I think we have tricky thoughts that I can't do that until this happens 
or I can't do that unless I have this in place. And I think the whole process of innovation teaches you is that there's never just one way to do something, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to be open to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I highly agree with that. And a lot of the, sometimes when we follow a blueprint that's already been there, you know, and somebody has done that, it just, you know, goes to show us that we actually can do it, but not to be afraid of kind of listening to our own intuition and kind of where the market is that we serve and what are the needs, right? Because these things shift. We're now in more of a connection economy, right? The, the market's more saturated with the things that we've been doing. So not to be afraid to kind of intuitively also evolve your message and your audience as well. I highly agree with that. Yeah. Allison, uh, I love that we share common expertise, but of course, I know you take a whole different approach to this. So uh, based on sort of the work that you've done with so many entrepreneurs, I'm sure over the years, what have you seen as some of the, um, the, the major pain points that entrepreneurs face when they're looking to scale, especially in the service industry? I think I'm so glad you asked me that too, because I think that that is a very real concern um, and a very, a thought that a lot of people are thinking on a regular basis um, too. Um, honestly, I think what keeps a lot of business owners stuck in doing, I don't want to, maybe stuck isn't the right word, but doing the same thing is that they're used to doing their business one way. They're used to having a single offer. They're used to helping one kind of client. And I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, I mean, for anybody listening, but sometimes the one offer, one client approach doesn't always work in building a business for 2024 and beyond. Um, I feel like, if you've been in business a long time, you know, it can be really daunting and difficult and challenging to start thinking about adding something that's completely different. Right. But I think that having multiple ways to work with people is the future. Mm. So you would recommend that. So I guess what phase and stage would you recommend that? Because I know as a solopreneur, you're the one doing all the entire process of branding, marketing and sales. So Sometimes it just feels like if you have a few offers going, right. we all require, you know, the right messaging, the right well, and all but, of that. How would you recommend somebody go about that? Well, what, what I would recommend first is that you you think about look at your body of work. You know, I think I think there's a difference between having multiple ways that people can work with you and having multiple offers. When I talk about multiple mm -hmm. offers, I'm talking about several different things that you're offering at the same time. But when you look at your body of work, you know, you might have your signature program or your signature offer, you know, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think in some instances, it may not be the right fit for people. So as a business owner for the future, why wouldn't you want to take, say, a piece of your body of work or something in your body of work that maybe you're not offering as much now and create something different with that? So I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't know that it, you need to go create several different offers. You can have multiple ways that people can work with you just from your own body of work. Oh, I love the way you put that. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So it's not like you're reinventing your wheel and you're putting necessarily right. extra energy into your offer. You're just intuitively feeling the market and the people you serve and then have different ways for them uh, to be able to offer the transformation based on the work that you do. That yeah. makes complete yeah. sense. Awesome. Well, Allison, my next question for you is around business models, right? And I know we talked about um, some of the ways that we can consider scaling, but what are some business models based on sort of what you see with your clients that um, gives people the most alignment, the most freedom, 
and the most joy in kind of just working on their business, depending on what their goals are and uh, what their purpose and their profit desires are specifically for each person. I think honestly, and again, another unpopular opinion here, but honestly, the hybrid business model is the way of the future. I mean, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that you cannot rely on one way to serve your clients. Now, thank goodness for technology and what it allows us to do. It's how you and I connected and how we're able to do this conversation right now. But I think as a business owner for the future, I think you have to ask yourself, first off, what are the things that I really enjoy doing with my clients? In other words, what really brings me joy in delivering my body of work, right? And how can I really impact the most people, right? And I think if we sit with those two questions, then, you know, we can, we can more easily think about the different ways that we can work with people. Um, but honestly, if you have an in-person component, even if everything that you have online is like built out and is working, why wouldn't you want to offer something in-person as well if your body of work lends itself to that? People want to be together now more than anything. People want in-person connection. And that's why really why I'm here in Florida this week doing a retreat with a couple of my clients. It's the energy is just different when you're in person. And it can be a, not just a transformative way to create change, but it can be a life changing experience, too. Yeah, absolutely. Connection uh, and uh, community are always at the forefront of uh, everything we need as humans, right? Because we all have similar needs depending on you know, our values and all of that. But I like those two insightful questions that you asked. I think mm -hmm. that's definitely a really uh, great way to start the process of, you know, strategy around the business model that um, makes sense for you is going to give you the most joy, but also that it's going to be able to provide the transformation because the container doesn't matter, right? Because I know, matters. exactly. Very well said. Of course, yeah. you know, like, doesn't matter. Think of the transformation and think of the process. How do I actually am able to provide this transformation? And then if you're looking to scale, look for ways that you can also leverage technology to be able to assist you in the way that you want to impact more people. So I think that's uh, it's very, very smart in the way you put it. And also in the in a different way of looking at it in the different approach, because it yeah. is so easy to fall in the trap of what's been there, you know, been there, done that sort of business models that might not necessarily resonate with you. And uh, like for me, for example, uh, courses were never something that I, I kind of like aligned with because I, I love the the touch, the human touch, the connection, the kind of just being, you know, in my clients' uh, worlds and, and being able to give them the transformation because that's where I get the joy and I intuitively can yeah. create and, you know, we can do that. So I think to each his own, we absolutely must listen to our intuition uh, because we all know how is it that we want to give people the best results. And the, at the end of the day, it's not always about the profits and the money. It's about the fulfillment that you get from yeah. the joy. Yeah. And it's also about... It's also about how can I keep showing up and continuing to deliver a first class experience for my clients? Because there's more than one way to get there. And I think as business, as entrepreneurs, we're not we're used to not fitting into the square hole. Right. I mean, we're used to thinking out of the box anyway. So, you know, if we're asking our clients to, you know, change and take a risk, we should be willing to do the same thing. And I think those are always good questions that we can use to kind of check in with ourselves, you know, whenever you do your business planning or you have your CEO time. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Alison, my next natural question, because you run live events as well, and you mentioned the hybrid model, is I know a lot of people in the audience might have a, a pain point around participation. How do you actually get people to actually attend live events? I know it's a little more challenging than maybe yeah. a virtual yeah. event, and I know you also run both. So what's your perspective on that? Well, I think this, first of all, I'm just going to be totally transparent and say that, you know, live events are some people that just don't want to do live events. And I understand that. I get it. And at the same time, a live event isn't always going to be the best fit for everybody. Okay. Now, having said that, when we, when it comes to participation, people don't buy usually because of two reasons. They, they either think that the offer isn't right for them. Right. And they don't believe in themselves enough to do the work typically. Okay. So if people, if we're worried about, if our concern is participation, this is where we want to make sure that our theme and what it is that we're going to be doing at our event is very clear. And number two, is this something that our audience really wants and would be interested in? So we have to continually be kind of seeding it and doing our, you know, marketing research, if you will, in our copy and in our emails and in our conversations. And then when people reflect back to us, you know, I would love to come, but the timing doesn't work or I would love to come, but it's out of my budget, you know, or whatever. Then it's like, OK, so they're telling us the things that we neither need to examine and take a look at or we have to understand that it's not the right offer for them. So most of the time in my experience doing retreats and events, I've been doing them for close to 10 years. We want to be crystal clear on the outcome that people get when they come. And what has been really helpful for me in encouraging participation is taking people on a journey. This is where you are and this is where you'll be when you leave. And I think at a live event in particular, it's very clear. You want to be very clear in what the function and the purpose of your event is. It's not like in my case, a retreat is not a getaway or a vacation with friends. Mm. It's a chance to invest and work on yourself so that you leave an upgraded version of yourself. So a lot of it is just sometimes people need to understand what am I going to get out of it? What's in it for me? Right. Yeah. I love that you put it that way because that's true, you know, about everything. And sometimes I, I love that you even said that not everybody is going to be a, your yeah. ideal client avatar for a live event, right? Some people just don't, uh, that's just not uh, something that they uh, resonate with. So being open to that, but being very clear with your messaging for sure, right? The, yeah. uh, the key takeaways and the transformation, the, the more clearly you can articulate that, the, the, and the also, and also, I'll just add that a lot of people at live, a lot of people, I think, don't understand what they can do with a live event. I think we, we get, and let me be more clear, we get stuck in a mentality that we're delivering a program inside of a room and we're following an agenda and that's all we're doing. But the truth is, is you can make a live event part of your client experience. You can make a live event a lead generator if you want. You can make any outcome and purpose that you want for that live event come to fruition with the right plan. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's also the details on how you actually deliver that and the purpose. I think the purpose of anything we do, and the more clear it is, the, the better it is with everything. Yeah. Events, yeah. offers, models, brands, all of that stuff. So um, I think that's really important points that you brought up there, Allison. And my last question for you is, of course, around community building, because I know you also have been building communities for a long time. And I know community building is a really great way to build a brand and to nurture relationships and to foster that collaborative spirit for people that are 
like-minded and coming together around a common purpose. What are some tips or best practices that you have learned in your experience that you could share with us? Well, to me, I like to think of a community as a garden, right? And for anyone out there listening who's a gardener will appreciate this analogy. We think about what do we do with our garden? We want to tend it. We want to take care of it, right? We want to um, nurture it and help it grow. And that, that's the mentality that we have to have with the community. I do that with my social media communities, with my communities that my clients are in, and with all of my free content. Because anytime I put a post out, I'm looking at it as I'm speaking to people who are either in my community or people who I'm inviting to join me in my community. So I think we just have to have the mindset that we are always speaking to people that aren't working with us yet. You know, we have to always be inviting people to come on the journey, come get in the garden with me and let's just see what happens, right? Because when you tend your garden and you take care of it, guess what happens? It produces fruit. So we want to think about when we do that with our communities, it'll produce fruit for us. I think that's the biggest piece that's missing for most people is the impatience that as you are planting your garden, when will it ever produce the fruits that you're looking for? But that's And look, you can do all the right things and it still not work out the way that you think. But the reality is, is that, you know, so much of entrepreneurship is being able to have that whole division for where we want our future to go. And that means we have to be very comfortable and believe 100% in what we're doing, even when we don't see any evidence back, right? Because you never know what it's going to take for someone to get off the cliff and say yes. And you just have to keep thinking that every single day. Yeah. And you have to always be in service and just uh, have yep. that faith, but also the strategy behind why you're doing what you're doing, right? Because, you know, unless you understand how you're going about things, then maybe, you know, you are putting in, uh, planting in the seeds, but the garden will never kind of go give that yeah. back. So I think it's important to understand that there's definitely uh, steps to, to nurturing a really great community and one that people feel like they are fans and they are getting, you know, help and they're being served and all of that. So it, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful continuation of the relationship. So looking at it that way, I think definitely helps as well. Well, Allison, thank you so much for all this amazing information. I will let you go back to your retreat very shortly. One last part of the interview and fully here, I asked my guests to fill in the blanks and I have three questions for you. So just okay. whatever comes up, you can just answer with this one. So um, I, the biggest impact I want to create is? The biggest impact for me is about always, always operating with the idea that there's endless possibility out there. That if something doesn't work, it wasn't supposed to work. It's time to look for, for, the, for the next path because there's always a next path. What I do for fun is? Retreats? No, what I do for fun is I love to come to the Keys. It's my favorite place to come. And that's where I am right now. I hear when that gets mixed up. I say the same. I'm like, it's my work. But like, no, something else. But when you love your work, it's fun. <laughs> right? So yeah. I, I get I get why you answer that. Our work is always, <laughs> our work is always love the process and love what it's teaching us. Fall in love with what you do and who you become as a result. Absolutely. And my last one for you, Allison, is my purpose in business is? I'm sorry, what was that question? I didn't hear it. My purpose in business is? I help you believe what's possible so you can live your absolute best life. 
All right. And with that, Allison, where is it people, where is it that people can continue this amazing conversation with you and also the amazing resources that you have built uh, for people over time? Where can they find Please you? connect with me on my website at www.theallisonk.com. You can pick, connect with me if you want to reach out to me directly. It's 1L actually. A-L-I-S-O-N. It's 1L. Theallisonk.com. I will definitely include the right links okay. so the That's where I with me. You can listen to either of my podcasts. I drop a show on every Tuesday, the ultimate journey of self-care and on Thursday, creating the world's best client experiences, which you were a guest on recently. Um, so you can connect with me at either of those places. I do have a free gift. I would like to offer your audience. If you would like to get your hands on a copy of my free mini retreat playbook, that is also on my website. If you go to my homepage, and you go to the bottom of the homepage, you will see it right there that you can, I will give you a copy. This is thousands of dollars in value, but I'll give it to you for free. Just, and if you have any questions on that, you can just connect with me and I'll make sure that you get it. All right. Well, Allison, thank you so much for all the amazing work you're doing out there in the world and for the generous gift that you offered our community. I absolutely appreciate it. Looking forward to connecting and also doing more magical things out there and good luck on your purpose and uh, all the amazing things that you're doing out there. And thank you so much for watching. You know where to find us and also please share this interview with other entrepreneurs so they can find value and really walk away with amazing wisdom that Allison just shared. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you next time with another show. Bye everybody. Looking for alignment between your purpose and your profit in your business. If you're experiencing these two main pain points in your business, lack of consistent cash flow and sales, and also lack of knowledge and strategy for scalability, then we must connect. I would love to schedule a call for a 30 minute free discovery session where I could see what you have built, me where you are in your phase and stage of growth, and also help you identify some of the gaps that you might be experiencing in your business, in the alignment of your purpose and profit, and also in really carrying forward that vision that you have for your company moving forward for your impact and also for your profit. Schedule a free 30-minute discovery call in the link below as my calendar gets very full very fast, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there.